7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Uh, issues, challenges, in particular uh, in the second half. Uh, yeah, good. It's definitely something what we were thinking will be going different uh, today, but uh, okay, the show is going on and uh, in three, four days we have the next game. Uh, but in the bigger picture of the title race, you know, how detrimental was, was this result? How do you look at it in the bigger picture? Uh, it's not a not a situation for me that uh, just because another team uh, has not made the points, uh, I was uh, carried away and thought uh, everything is fantastic. Uh, that's not uh, what is it about. Uh, in this uh, uh, campaign uh, project uh, starting on the 8th of August and finished on the 5th of September, uh, everybody must know that this that is, uh, you will see results, uh, as we have seen today, not expected. We have seen results uh, um, in other games as not expected. And um, good, it's it's definitely something where we, we have to be um, uh, alert about it, uh, to prepare ourselves uh, for days uh, uh, to be in a better shape. Uh, on Sunday, uh, playing the next game. Please take us through your subs um, at half time, bringing in right back and also the left back in play, coming in as, as wing backs. Um, at what informed them? No, yeah, no good. It's not. It's not a. a, a we are not talking about wing backs. It was a very clear uh, structured. Uh, uh, for defense line, um, we had um, definitely not uh, the movement uh, in the first half as we were expecting. Um, some breakthroughs um, from the left fullback. Uh, we haven't handled it adequately, uh, unfortunately, as I said already, uh, despite the change with uh, Reef, uh, who should move forward. Uh, he's very quick, he's very good on the ball, uh, basically. Um, but as each and everybody, uh, definitely not uh, um, put in what we were expecting. And uh, good, uh, if you see the second goal, I don't think we have to discuss it or to see it again. It's it's just happened. Um, Lebuchan Manyama, uh, three, four days ago, a certain question mark with him was a risk uh, today. And I could see he didn't come to the party as and good evening, everybody, and thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot On and for staying with us on SAFM this evening. My name is Tabiso Musia. Katlako Mudiba and Timothy produced the show, and Patrick Munana is our technical producer this evening. The clip that we have just opened with his reaction from last night's uh, dramatic encounter between Kaiser Chiefs and Bloemfontein Celtic, where Chiefs took the lead but ended up losing that game by three goals to one. They failed to extend their lead then at the top to nine points or to even seven points. It's still six with five games left for Amakosi and uh, six games left for Mamelodi Sundowns. So uh, Sundowns now have a game in hand and that was a reaction from Chiefs coach Ernst Middendop who was just explaining to the journalist after the game uh, some of his uh, selections there and why he made the changes that he's made. But he's not pressing any panic buttons just yet, Ernst Middendop. He says that the big goal, of course, is... Uh, the last game of the season. That's where then. That's when you can actually uh, judge him. That's what he's saying there. Ends that mid and dop. And uh, there is a game on the go, by the way, in the Absa Premiership. It's a Cape Derby. They're playing this one at the Tuck Stadium. It's Cape Town City up against Stellenbosch FC. It was goalless at halftime. And I think they've just come back for the second half. So we'll keep you posted with what's happening in that match. But tonight on the show, we continue our conversations that we have been having every Thursday about the challenges faced by black cricketers in a systematically white 
SA Cricket Environment. A lot of painful stories have been, have been shared over the past few weeks, not only here on SAFM, but on various other platforms. And we have been trying to take the conversation forward, but more stories keep coming out. Uh, last week, we heard from Umonde Zondeki and a former ambassador to the US, Ambassador Ibrahim Rasul, who was called for a TRC. So this is part seven, actually, of our conversations. There's still a lot of players that want to share their stories and will be sharing their stories over the next few weeks. But tonight, we just want to find out more about how things work at Cricket SA, especially on the administration side of things and also with the drama that's happened over the past few days following the resignation of the president as well as the acting CEO. We also want to understand how the selection panel works. It still confuses a lot of people. Uh, So we've got two guests that will speak to us tonight at different times. Firstly, we'll start with the acting president of Cricket South Africa, Mr. Beresford Williams, who's agreed to speak to us about just the recent uh, happenings at Cricket South Africa. And obviously now he's in this uh, role on an interim basis. And Mr. Williams has been president, vice president of Cricket South Africa and also president of Western Province. And uh, the AGM is next month. So we'll find out from him maybe what can be expected in that AGM next month. If you want to weigh in on any of our conversations, as usual, if you want to chip in, uh, the number to send your voice notes to the WhatsApp number is 061-4104-107. Or you can SMS us to 41391. If you prefer to call us directly, it's 891 So that WhatsApp number, once again, for voice notes, any questions or comments, 061-4104-107. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. And let's get straight into it and let's welcome on the line Mr. Beresford Williams, Cricket South Africa's acting president. Uh, Mr. Williams, good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM this evening, sir. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Thank you for the opportunity and good evening to, to all your listeners. Thank you, Mr. Williams. How do you describe what's happened over the past few days at Cricket SA? We've seen the resignation of the president and the resignation of the acting CEO. Yeah, um, yeah, to be so. So um, things have happened in the past few days. Um, our, our president, uh, Chris Nzani, uh, he stood down, and and that came as a as a big surprise. You know, because one extra one thought he was going to run, he was going to conclude the AGM. Mm. But in life, things happen, and and one's got to respect that. So yeah, Chris stood down, and uh, before you knew it, um, you know, we went to members council to get. Um, endorsement and I was supported to act as president up until the annual general meeting. So it's so, yeah, not so, yes. so being so, so being called upon to lead the organization and serve the South African people, it's indeed a great honor and privilege and uh, I'm committed to serve the game and to serve the beautiful game, yeah. So it's a great privilege. Okay, that's good to hear. So it, it was not procedural procedural for you to ascend to the interim role of president, having been vice president. You had to be seconded. Yeah, no, no, not automatic. Our MRI doesn't do that. So mm. we resolved with all the all the presidents we had to meet, and uh, we then had to basically a nomination, and then uh, people had to indicate their support or not, and uh, that was resolved. And yeah, so I'm acting till till the annual general meeting. And do you have ambitions of becoming the president? Yeah, respectfully, yes. I, I have thrown my name into that. I've been the vice president for over, just over a year. And uh, I do have intentions. and I'm, I'm standing uh, for the position of, of president on the 5th of, of September. And let's see how things go on the 5th of September. And a lot of people, Mr. Williams, will say it's a poison chalice at the moment. Why would someone want to take it? 
Well, to be so, let's put it this way. Um, when I was called upon um, to, to stand in as acting president, um, I realized that I, I thought about it and I reflected and I believe, strongly believe that, um, you know, the work that needs to be done and uh, at the AGM, if things go well, there's an opportunity to, for, for change, for refocusing, and uh, we can, there's somebody new all um, that can happen, and um, there's opportunity to make sure that cricket and the organization can move forward as a collective. So I'm pretty confident, and uh, I trust that, that, that we have uh, very competent people and the necessary skills that around to, to take South Africa forward. But some people over the past few weeks uh, have directed their anger to the board or, or what's happened over the past few weeks has been redirected back to the board with many people calling for the board to be dissolved and play, Cricket SA placed under administration. How do you respond to that as somebody who's been part of the board? You know, you know, to be so, you know, one needs to, you know, one needs to listen when there's constructive criticism and there's, there's opposing views or there's, feelings out there in the country where people want the, the, the board to move on. I would agree sometime about, what's it, maybe nine months ago, ten months ago, there was a strong call for the board to, to move on. Uh, we, then, we then took the matter to members' council. There was uh, indeed support that we must continue to, to serve the game and to lead the game. So when one got that mandate, we moved on. But having said that... Um, you know, the concerns raised um, a lot of those matters. Um, and in fact, one of the issues at the time when a few board members resigned and left a vacuum, uh, we then worked hard to, to fold those, those, those vacancies, which were key vacancies. And we attracted some, we, some amazing independent directors that have come on board to, to, to share their expertise and knowledge. And they, have, uh, they were very sharp. They are sharp. And they're making a great contribution. One to have a, we've got a full board, and secondly to 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 coordinate those, those key activities with with their knowledge and experience. So uh, we are a lot confident now, and I and I mean we've created the unity and focus to work on what's important to bring South Africa back to where they belong, and to to sharpen the organisation at all levels. So I'm pretty confident that that there's been progress in some areas slow. But in other areas, we've, 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 we're picking up a momentum that's taking us forward. You mentioned earlier on, Mr. Williams, that it was that you were su- surprised by Mr. Nenzana's resignation. I think a lot of people were surprised that he didn't stick it out until the AGM in three in three weeks. Did, did he give any reasons? What reasons did he give? Well, he, you know, Tabiso, he was um, basically it was very short. Um, he basically served his intention, and he would wanted to. He wanted to leave at that time, and we had to respect him. And, and most important, the one point that I took out of his, his um, submission to the board and speaking to us at that time was uh, Cricket South Africa and organization, and the game is bigger than anyone. And um, he felt it was good, and the best, it was good that he moves backward and that the organization, you know, refocus and get together and, and synergize the energies. And um, I'm sure... Soon, our president, uh, Chris, um, he'll speak to the nation. Mm. Um, but I also want to, to note, in 2012-2013, when he took over, it was a difficult ship that he had to lead. And uh, he did some great work with a team um, that brought uh, that took us forward, and we did very well 
in fact, we were we were highly regarded, and and we might did some good things. And in recent time, uh, things were not where it needed to be. And um, you know, he he took that made that decision, and I respect that. But I also want to thank him for his huge contribution. Yeah, I know that he's made to the game and to the organization. So I wished him well and the board wished him well and we respected his decision at the time. And Jacques Fall, why did he resign? Because his term was ending on the 15th of September or in September. You know, you know that, you know, in his, when he left um, the short note, you know, he basically, he was leaving. There was a plan. He left before the plan was going to, before the 15th. Um, and all he shared with us, and that that he was appreciative and thanked, and of the opportunity to serve the game at the highest level. And again, Doc uh, Jock did a fantastic job when he was when he stepped off the plane into an interview to take up the the acting role. And I just want to say thank you to him for his contribution. Uh, a lot of positives came out of it. A few issues we resolved. There were big issues, and he was integral in in doing his work and making sure that we. We got those matters resolved so that cricket could be the winner. So for Jock Fall, I just want to say thank you very much and we uh, hope he goes well um, as he goes back to the Northerns and Titans. We've heard rumours that the meeting last Friday was heated and that Dr. Jacques Fall was trying to push his own candidate to ascend to become president. How, how much truth is there? To become president? Yes, he had his own preferred candidate that he was trying to uh, lobby or to get people to lobby and uh, to make sure that he, he, he becomes president or one of the candidates. No, no, no. Well, I was at the meeting, so that, that, that I'm not aware of that. Mm. No, no, no. Definitely not. Um, we, we, were dealing, we had a very constructive meeting. And, and, you know, sometimes it's good when you have various opinions and various views on matters. And I'm not aware of him wanting to... To push a, a candidate for president, that's definitely, that is factually incorrect. Okay. So that I can, that I can vouch for. And also over the past few months, you've mentioned the challenges, Mr. Beresford-Williams, over the past few months, and the handling of Mr. Tabang Morwe's forensic investigation has also been mentioned as, uh, as, as part of the reason for the board to step down. Why has that matter taken this long, and how far is, is that matter? Okay. <clears throat> the, 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 the matter at the moment, the matter is... Uh, is 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 making progress. We in we're sitting on the matter as we speak. Um, we're meeting we're meeting soon again. So the matter is fully the matter is moving along nicely, and um, we got to just accept that that is the process that we're in. Um, the, the investigation and the report on 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 those issues took a bit longer than planned, and um, the board we are dealing with the matter as we speak. And why did the board change the terms of reference of the investigation? I think I think at the time the board wanted to make sure that that, that they're not just going there and raise issues with no substance or with nothing to support it, and they wanted a sense of fairness and making sure that that it's the chief executive officer, it's not a, it's just not going in there willy-nilly, and um, to make sure that whatever gets raised can be substantiated. So I think it's, it's just to make sure that's fair, thorough, and um, and the process will have to follow its course. But but I think the the length um, that it's taken has has been quite long, and and that's just unfortunate. And for that, I just have to apologise that that over time it, it took a bit longer than planned. Mm. Are you not worried that it's probably compromised now the credibility of this investigation? Um, no, I, I, with respect, no. 
But I'm, I definitely have confidence that the process will follow its course. And the matter of Mr. Nasey up here, what can you tell us about that? He's also been dismissed this week. Yes. Yes, how much can you can you tell us about that matter? Because we are of the understanding that he'd actually successfully challenged his dismissal and he won his appeal. Yeah, well, if, 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 um, if one goes back, uh, you know, in his, in his, in his disciplinary hearing, um, he, was, he was terminated and found guilty on all charges. Um, on his appeal, there were matters that we, we exercised our rights and, and uh, we raised certain issues. And um, when it went to where there was an independent person, the court had made a ruling, an outcome that um, basically said that we acted correctly. Um, and, um, you know, he, he, he chose not to, 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 to carry on with another, to carry on with the matter. And um, he chose his own path. And I'm sure that matter will be carried on outside the structures of Cricket South Africa. But but the outcome of the appeal said that he must be reinstated. He must get a final warning, not a dismissal. No, but then, then when we reviewed the matter and we considered our, our legal options, that matter was, was considered and um, uh, we, were, we were proved to be correct in, in the advice and decision we took. And um, that is clear. There's an outcome on that. But I think at this point, uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on Mr. Nassai. He will exercise his rights. And if needs be, there's any other processes that we'll have to account for, we will, we will, we will then deal with it. But at this point, um, we're moving forward knowing that we, we followed our good advices and we took the, the, the decisions that were made. So at this point, I will respect the process. Fair enough, but just for our own understanding, Mr. Williams, if somebody is dismissed and then they've got a right to appeal and then they go and they appeal their dismissal and the independent chairperson says, no, this dismissal is incorrect, he must go back to work and get a final warning like the other people that were implicated in this case, including Corey Fansale. At which stage then, or, or, or what kind of authority do you have then to overrule the decision of an independent chairperson? Well, with, with, there, there are, there, if there's law and there's um, case law around that if a person acts outside its, its boundaries or mandate that they have, um, the other party has also rights. So I think the point is uh, both parties um, in this case have rights and we've exercised it and, and the court has, has made a ruling and, and that was in our favor and that, that if we would like, if we wanted a another hearing to to speak to to the matter he was entitled to do so he's chosen to another path and we'll now wait to see if he's going to take the matter further um so yeah and i know you make reference to to other members of staff but i think those processes were were chaired by independent persons that were were qualified to do that and we respected the the outcomes I'm not sure if I understand. You're saying the court ruled in your favor, but the, the verdict that we've seen from the chairperson says that he must be reinstated, he must go back to his job, and that um, to dismiss him was unfair. So how would have they ruled in your favor then as Cricket South Africa? Right. There was another process after that appeal. We then exercised our rights to, 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 deal, with the, to deal with the matter, and uh, there was a view um, that, that the chairperson acted outside his realm. And we then, um, the matter went on and we then got, we, then, we were then correcting our, our decision and um, Mr. Nasai had to exercise his rights, which he, 
he chose not to come to another um, another opportunity to 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 make submissions or representations, and that's where it is um, to be so. Okay. I think at this point I'd like to move on because you know I'd like to respect the process and not create any you know um, for any any other versions. No, um, okay, uh, we will respect that. Let's just take a call from East London here. Is it Madwaka? It is Madwaka. Okay, but. Um, I just, I know the gentleman had said that he doesn't want to engage any further on the, mm. on the discussion underway. But I feel that I need to just bring one issue to the fore. You see, there's, there's substance when, it, you, when you talk to disciplinary hearings, but there's substantive issues, there's procedural issues. So when, when a disciplinary hearing chairperson finds an accused party not guilty and a disciplinary chairperson prescribes a sanction, you as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as the company, as the employer, let me use that phrase, you have a right to give a lesser sanction. But you cannot overturn the sanction such that it is worse than what a disciplinary hearing chairperson has prescribed. By doing so, you are then um, uh, you are then literally saying that the process has been flawed because procedurally it means that the disciplinary hearing person was called there just for compliance. You know, so I I, I wanted to say the board cricketers say they were misled by the legal advisor, whoever the legal advisor is, and it's going to unfortunately cost them a lot of money, and I'm, I'm very worried. That's the point I wanted to talk to uh, when I put on. Well, the process has been a sham. If the disciplinary hearing person prescribes a final return warning and the board says dismissal, then the process has been a sham. It has been flawed. Okay, no, I think that was my understanding and that's why we wanted to get clarity. Do you want to respond to this or can we move on, Mr. Williams? No, we can move on. I got to, re- I got to respect um, the caller and the are procedural matters yes. uh, and substantive matters and uh, the entire process was chaired by independent legal minds. It was a senior counsel, and it was very senior legal minds that, that, that chaired these matters. So I'm going to respect that at this point, but I, I take the point that there are procedural and substantive matters that had to be considered. Mm. And, thank, uh, yeah. No problem. So maybe then for our understanding while we have you on the line, as a board, what are your duties? Are you involved in appointments? And if so, which appointments? Is it team appointments? Is it executive appointments? How does it work? Yeah, no, we, the board, um, the executive suite or the, the top positions, we we make those appointments. You, you're correct. Mm. So um, the board is involved. We got a chair of Remco that normally considers HR matters. Mm. And we do make those appointments correctly, yeah. But not when it comes to appointing the coach and the assistant coach and all of that. No, yeah, that was that was done through the direct through the office of the director of cricket, yeah. Okay, that's and not the response. Course, yeah. Yeah. So the director of cricket we signed off, but then they brought the the other matters were lower post and it was followed in that process which was further endorsed, yeah. So and I'm speaking in general here, yeah, not specific. So as a board, do you have a say then to who the director of cricket appoints as a coach? Um, yes, there's input, input through the processes. So the, the, the various panels that look at the matters and there's input from, depending like the coaches, there'll be somebody in the cricket environment, um, the, head, the high performance manager mm. or the senior person appointed would be involved. 
So there would be a panel, and eventually she and the director they would be looking at those things. Okay, and who has the last word? Well, the board, the board ultimately signs the executive. Uh, it's your position to the executive suite. So for appointments, we appoint. The board signs off. Okay. And yeah. just as we wrap up, Mr. Williams, you, you said, obviously, you're putting your, your name in the head for the presidency. What's your strategy then to turn things around? Because as you mentioned, there have been a lot of challenges over the past few months. I think uh, at the moment, um, I, I am up, I'm, I'm available to, to lead the organization with respect. And uh, secondly, at the moment, my total focus is on making sure that we put everything in place to up until the annual general meeting. Mm. Um, and then um, if things work out according to plan, and then, then we, will, will, we will gather. And I'm happy to share my thoughts on, on the way forward. But I think it's critical that um, a number of issues, there's a number of interventions that need to happen mm. um, around our, our, our cricket. And I'm open to that, and I am thinking hard about it, what I will bring to the table. I think you spoke about you're going to speak to the to to the, the players, mm. you know those that are are not happy the way things went over around racism. We've yes. got a project going, and I know that there's other interventions that need to happen, and I'm hoping that soon we'll be able to further engage with the players and coaches, and I'm sure there's some independent work that could be done to deal with governance and so forth. But I think that's all work that I'd like to speak about. Um, at, after the AGM and once I've spoken to the new board uh. and uh, there'll be changes on the board and there'll be new leadership so then we will pull together and then this current United board focus to do the work which is also encouraging so some things will take a bit longer but I'm confident we'll see the light at the end of the tunnel uh. and, and finally uh. what do you make of these stories that have been shared by these former players and current players over the past few weeks well, you know, it is disappoint- very disappointing. It's sad. Um, you know, um, one one is listened very careful to them. It's it's look at racism or any form of discrimination is no place um, in cricket, no place in our country. And I think um, we come from a divided past. We come from a uh, people from all you know, where there's different areas, different walks of life. And I think um, the damage of the past has been quite quite evil. And um, I do believe that a lot of work needs to be done in order to, to ensure inclusiveness, rebuilding, um, you know, gaining the trust of each other. And then um, in, in, in cases, some, some people must give account. Huh. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to looking at, at this project that we've established where the Ombud will be able to, to listen to, to complaints in a systematic way. Um, we need to engage with, with all the stakeholders, the fans, the nation. Um, and, and, and like you say, the players, um, I, I have deep respect for the players and those that have served our, our country, whether it's a coach or administrator or player, one respects them. And I think the space to, to deal with it will, will be created. And I think uh, this, the, the, the new culture and this new um, establishing um, the commitment around ensuring that everybody's involved and we, we promote inclusivity and non-racialism is key. Yeah. So I'm very confident that work will be done and with, a, with, with greater commitment and effort uh, to deal with, to address and confront some of those matters is key. But I'm confident that over time we will, we will heal 
and we will get together and build a powerful uh, a cricket from grassroots to the top. So I'm pretty confident. In some areas, I said it's difficult, but I'm sure that if as a nation we all work together and the key stakeholders uh, gain the confidence and trust, I'm sure that we could be back um, as, a, as a top federation and start winning matches on the field of play. Yeah. So if, yeah, so I'm I'm confident. Yeah. I'm optimistic that the change and renewal and time to to start playing the game in the spirit in the true spirit of respect, the dignity and bowling and, and having you you know, respecting humanity. So yeah, so 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 that's a few thoughts that I have and yeah, it's been interesting talking to you and Thanks for the wonderful opportunity. Yes, just the last one. Why are you confident that you will be the right person to lead SA Cricket forward when you've been part of the same board that a lot of people don't have faith in and you've served as Mr. Nenzani's right-hand man um, under these challenges or in the midst of these challenges? Look, I've, I've, uh, I've been in cricket. I was born on a, on a sports field. I've I played the game for many, many years. Um, I played the game and I've served the game as an administrator. I gave back. And um, I think uh, my time that I served um, at affiliate and at club level and I grew with uh, with the community, um, I do believe and I've been on the board. And uh, in the sense, vice president, the past year or so, I've I've grown in confidence, sharpened my skills, and I believe that... um, I can con- I, I can contribute, um, and like I say, I, the collective is important. So mm. I'll be a leader amongst equals. Okay, Mr. And, uh, yeah. And so I think that I can make a contribution, um, but but the collective is important. So I, 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 if things go well, I'll be, be a leader amongst equals. Loud and clear, Mr. Williams. Thank you very much for engaging with us and for giving us some insight tonight on SAFM. That was Mr. Beresford Williams, the acting president of Cricket South Africa. And I see there is some reaction that's come through on 061-4104-107. That is our WhatsApp number. And a couple of tweets have also come through. But let's just play the reaction before we speak to Ashwell Prince, who's already on the line. Tabisa, lovely show. I think it sounds like your guest has been spin-doctoring quite of the, some of the questions that you put across to him. Why the person who was later dismissed was dismissed and other issues. He seems to skate around issues, not really coming forthright. Could he do that? That's WM. Yeah, no, I also wasn't sure of the answers there that were coming in, especially with that case of Mr. Appiah there. It, it wasn't very clear, but he said he wanted to respect the processes and move on. So let's find out what processes are still going on, uh, because my understanding is that the matter was finalized. He was dismissed despite the recommendations of the chairperson to say that uh, this is not a dismissal offense. He must be reinstated and given a warning like a Corifan sale who was also implicated, who also faced the same charges, but he was not dismissed. And uh, he was given a final warning and he still works for Cricket South Africa as a consultant now. But Mr. Nasser Appiah is out. He's been dismissed. He was the COO. And uh, there's also reaction on social media there from Zico Smith. Also, he says, uh, the guest doesn't sound fit to carry the burden of leading our cricket.